Hello you lovely people. Welcome to our podcast Six Years Aside. Where my sister and I more than anything else plan to catch up on a weekly basis and talk about things that matter to us the most or so we would like to believe. We have both lived better part of our adult lives in different cities which have often resulted in disconnects for longer periods of time without talking or chatting with each other. Recently, due to our constant conversations, that has improved. And since we have seen the power of conversations in bringing us closer and being aware of each other's thoughts, especially during adulting, we thought we would have them more frequently and over a podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm Mikhail. Hi, I'm Sana, and we are keeping our 6 years aside. So this episode um will move along lines of uh, as we like our wine and cheese humor is the component which can make or break a lot of situations don't you think so of course i mean i think i'm a pretty funny guy i like me <laughs> yes uh, that's what you know and uh, I, i think over the years i've kind of developed that to safeguard and to protect my protect myself from situations and also to kind of socialize a little probably make friends mm. so we could talk about some of those things uh, on the episode so have you in, uh, inherited it from someone or is this you think you have your own style i don't know i mean i think it's that general is like no like uh, you said you're a funny guy so do you like to stand by that image Stand by image, not by an image. I think I was pretty shy and introverted as a kid. When until the time I was like all my schooling, mm. but after that, once I explored that you have to like be with different kinds of people and move around with them, then mm. I feel one of the easier ways of socializing with people is by being by having a good sense of humor actually. So if you can make people okay. comfortable, and uh, what do you do, right? Like, I mean, if you met a new bunch of people, and often in life you will be thrown in situations mm-hmm. like that. Uh, It's nice to strike with humor, only when you know who it is, or which sort of a crowd you're dealing with. Mm. So how I like humor is nothing forced or deliberate. but okay. you know sort of conforming to the natural vein of conversations and also kind of striking a balance uh, as a positive bond you know you're not uh, moving on the wrong periphery so you infuse it like uh, like you infuse coffee in your milk mm-hmm. as a daily ritual okay so i i don't see it like as a necessity but if there is make it like a uh, a good a strike to chord with someone how about you uh i think life is i think people take life very seriously and that I mean, is that's, me <laughs> that's a cliche thing which you will hear also that you know like don't take life so seriously because you can only plan x amount mm-hmm. of things and you only understand x amount of things and there's a there is a lot of stuff out mm-hmm. over there which is unknown which you will not understand so if you can take it lightly and by lightly yeah. i would mean that you know uh, 
so yeah i mean humor is something different but like being light hearted and fun about it is something mm. different but yeah definitely you should like, see the lighter side of life with humor so yeah i look at it like that like they i feel they are connected and stuff and the ability to mm. uh, also laugh at your own self uh, <laughs> makes you uh, a lot more comfortable with your own situations and realities and stuff yeah. so, it helps you put put the weight down and maybe enjoy life and uh, also see that people are just like you you know then both connect and laugh so maybe it helps you reduce your ego a bit you know like how what kind of um targets those nice areas i think which have a feel good factor isn't right. it yeah but just uh, take a, just to take a step back though i mean why why did we come up with this topic i think it's good to like set some context around this a little more uh mm. do you have any thoughts about like how you how how we decided to talk about this topic today so like i mentioned earlier that um you know how we choose our wine and cheese we also choose humor like we cannot just agree to every sort Okay. unless you are a people's person and you want to be like yeah i'm i'm good with all uh, senses um and i'll not prefer to be um like offended by any so you know uh, when you when you know that someone is not comfortable with a sort of humor or a, a conversation so you don't go there right okay then you know like when you're trying to connect with someone if humor is one thing which can uh really define right. the relationship as starters so you feel extremely comfortable after that right. that or you even can have a self boost of self esteem that wow i could uh, really connect to that man even in terms of humor or got woman it. got it so we be talking about humor as like a in a way like a life skill also perhaps okay cool yeah that makes sense Okay. Sorry, yeah. so you were saying something. I cut cut you cut cut you short in between. No, no. So I think we were in the flow of asking each other how we kind of uh, feel like, familiarized with humor, right? And what are our styles? So when we look in society, um, you know, I come across these schema like you ought to be a clown in school to be popular. Right. You ought to be humorous to impress the opposite sex. Right. So these are some absurd social constructs to live with. Right. And I I don't know if um, they all come together. Right. But uh, you experience them. How do you feel? Right. Do you have any ideas or myths to share? Yeah, so I kind of my earliest memories in school were of uh you know, I used to think that if I would score good marks, I would be able to everyone would be like friends with me or everyone would look up to me or i would be the go to person and stuff and that's what like teachers and parents would tell you except that's not yeah. the kind of people who are having the most fun primarily might not be doing this so while your academics and your uh, your mm-hmm. teachers might have appreciated it in order to be popular amongst a larger set of people which is a a class of 40 people there had mm. to be something which was common with all of them right and education or or your yeah. marks might not be that commonality so mm. understanding what i'm saying like for example we yeah. all eat food so you can connect with people over food right but mm. 
not everyone who comes to school and is forced matlab indian education is kind of i mean all education in the in the primary education is kind of forced so not everyone who's coming to mm. school wants to like really score good marks and take exams and stuff so that right. doesn't really become a good connecting factor but people who are like mm. you know playing this clown kind of a thing or who are like little uh, funny in some manner they might be like really horrendous in the with the way the <laughs> they had to be mapped in terms of education system but they were quite yeah. i wouldn't say the word popular but everyone could like approach them and stuff and i was i just used to feel like like that time i used to feel like oh this this skill set has no value and stuff but uh, i didn't even used to think about the skill set but mm-hmm. but now some of my best friends are people who have this ability of kind of connecting and making friends of friends and and it's a very different thing but i agree with some of these these myths that you're talking about or whatever it may be a myth or uh maybe a cliche this conception this conception you know like the teacher likes the child who's the most funniest in the class i don't it's, think i don't think it works with the teacher so much it works more with the with your pals like with your classmates and stuff you know i've seen the dynamics work in both ways okay. like you that person have most friends Uh, would be popular amongst teachers, and even if that she would not score that well, mm. but that person was just uh, a good energy to have around. Sure. And then uh, it also could be that the person um, was more active in extracurriculars. So uh, somehow the other, like yeah. being funny, was regarded highly. And even while uh, maybe when people are mm-hmm. finding their partner. and this conversation is like does he or she have a sense of humor absolutely or, or <laughs> i don't know like how in your circles this thing goes around but humor cannot just be like the the only thing uh, to make or break because there are other things that should balance the identity <laughs> you can you don't just want a joker you can hire a joker maybe in the house so that's how i feel I mean that, and, um, that goes for anything right I mean you can't just be one thing so even if hmm, you're just hard working yeah, exactly. but you're not compassionate it doesn't work if you're just compassionate but you don't all enough that doesn't work so mm-hmm. it has to be a balance of all of those things but exactly I, mean, I think as a as a person who's married and been for 6 years I definitely mm-hmm. feel that from the opposite like if I would go talk to my other friends who are married and stuff uh, mm-hmm. from a partner point of view uh, mm-hmm. definitely someone who's like fun loving and funny and humorous is uh, is any day uh, uh, a good virtue to have over a couple of others uh, any given day i guess hmm. basically humor with like the right sense of sensitivity you know you cannot just uh, live for your convenience speak for your own self i mean you have to blend humor with all the right traits of which course. Would gel in the conversation. And humor, I mean, humor doesn't just makes means like someone who is just trying to crack jokes. I mean, humor in itself has a lot of sensitivity. I mean, uh, you mm. know, like stand-up comics and stuff. I mean, the whole idea mm-hmm. of humor over there is not to just be like, "Oh, chutkulle sunana nahi hai." They're not jokes. They are basically like humor in the sense of satire, humor in the sense of observations. So, yeah. sensitivity is. probably a very key thing if you want to drive like a yuma which is like res- respected or tries to make a bigger point so yeah true uh you know like because no one likes a monologue mm. um and maybe you know 
in a stand up comedy it's more like conversation or also mm. working you know um performance right so yeah and coming to performance we get back to our literature background where we had to study so many characters and the more the merrier so you know i would, mm-hmm. would like to like pull out some references from my literature studies where i we derived like sources of it from pigmalion remember where you know eliza the character had to be trained as a refined english lady yeah loosely loosely remember <laughs> yeah yeah and then julius caesar in school you know where we studied anthony's speech mm. uh, post julius assassination but what's the humor part in that poor guy just died so the the way the writing style uh, kind of defined okay. humor and how we understood uh, about wit you know wit right. can't be just like a tongue in cheek or a very uh, obvious thing yeah, thing but yeah. different styles of humor right. which Um, these uh, pieces carried right i and i can add two to that which i remember hmm i can add two to this which i remember please do i was a part of a play called taming of the shrew and okay uh, oh, the character over there is basically married to this really snob female and he's from a very humble background but he's very uh, smart about it so his his own task is there on a journey and he has to uh, make his wife humble and the humor over there is damn funny like he says like oh look at the moon while they are like walking in the middle of the day and the wife is like there is no moon and he's like if you think there is no moon then we are not going any further we have to go back and she really wants to reach her destination so she's like mm-hmm. okay that's the moon and yes it's dark in the night and there's stars in the sky but it's broad daylight so he, he just she just has to say whatever he has to say and then the moment she says that he's like are you like gailing are you hallucinating or something cuz it's like broad daylight and this is the sun what are you talking about <laughs> so that kind of humor and then then uh, then there is one which means which is a uh, midsummer's night dream which mm. is uh, all about like uh, that's like a comedy of errors rather so you know different right. people falling in love with different people and not wanting to and there's some love potion involved and cupids mm. and stuff so yeah i remember these two very clearly interesting right mm. yep uh, so yeah i mean our professors helped us see through uh, what the writer was trying to uh, depict mm. and um, you know like even if one person speaking and how one person sees things that that's how humor can also be right um you know molded it can't maybe it's just not what it seems on on the top but mm-hmm. how it may be from within right. variously as aware um and in real life we meet a host of people right i mean real life is as interesting that's how we get our, our source of literature mm. and uh, i particularly had uh, amazing experiences through newspaper and magazine reporting magazine time always meeting more people and owing uh, to these also to the new opportunities through social media so okay. so yeah i mean uh, the more you meet people that's how i think you uh, you have trained me to be- believe that uh, to write well mm-hmm. you need to mo- meet more people talk to more people yeah i thought your your journalism school would have taught you that <laughs> no i mean <laughs> like how how uh, uh, how you how you can improve writing 
yeah. think like it's 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 very basic i think um it does not have to just be imbibed in a journalism school journalism school just pushes you to meet more people uh not stick to one source all the time like if you're pally with a lawyer one of yeah. a kind doesn't mean you use him or her for every story sure so you add more perspectives and value so when, so when you meet different people are you saying like meeting people who have a good sense of humor is different it's it's like practice right so you you talk more you practice more and you learn and maybe you just develop a bet- better style like you refine if you know uh, how you speaking right now maybe it's just also with conversation so you speak more and then you realize this is what works for me right so right. this is my my threshold of acceptance so you know like uh, just imagine uh, and that, that, that's why that happens in school now that teachers don't want you to sit with your friends all the time you should be uncomfortable you should be around people who right. don't match your style and you understand yourself who you are right what are your beliefs right and uh, maybe train yourself to accept the world as is uh, yeah sometimes some people are just too rigid to not listen to a certain different sort of humor mm. or a conversation mm meeting one's interest uh, but i think perspectives matter and they should be respectful at the end of the day right so have you have you ever been in a situation where to get out of it or to make do with it you have had used humor like knowingly consciously <laughs> yeah like you know sometimes the some conversation could become too intense you yeah. would not have an answer and it would just end in a little chuckle like right. the way i did yeah uh i may be shying away or right saying uh, i am not sure if i'm the right person right right or if i would have known this i would have done that correct um, correct we use that we leaving these open ended right we use that a lot in uh, user interviews also when in order okay. to make the person comfortable in the beginning because you're going to mm. ask them like some serious questions eventually right like about mm. the usage of a particular app or how to ticket or whatever the thing that whatever the company that you're trying to work for and whatever that primary ask is uh but you can't just like get straight onto that so in order to uh, just loosen up a little uh yeah if you yeah. you know might make a point, make a, make a comment about something which is slightly funny or make a joke and then what you're just waiting for like you're looking for a hook like just when you go fishing right you mm. throw the bait and then uh not every bait that you throw someone is going to latch on it but you just need like one or two times for the person to yeah. probably latch on to it and then you're like okay this is what's working and then you go back to it and uh, mm. so that's like a functional way of using uh, uh, humor yeah it applies to other business situations as well like a presentation maybe to uh, an right. audience you know right. going for public speaking right 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 and then very recently i did a uh, these personality test kind of a thing and okay. they actually said like there are certain people who go straight to the point and if mm. you go around a point it doesn't work with them but then there are certain set of people who if you go straight to the point they will think you're a very boring person and right. it's much better to like talk a little too about, serious yeah talk a little about like some casual talk set mm. lighten up the mood set it up and there if you have a yeah. uh, a good observation in terms of what you can crack a joke about uh, mm. because it has to be contextual it doesn't have you don't have to be laughing your way through it or you don't have to be like pretentious about it you have to be like observant and careful and stuff so that's the kind of humor which i kind of subscribe to uh which relies <laughs> heavily on observation i'm very invested in it uh i know consciously a lot of times that i'm trying to be funny but my intention yeah. over there is always uh very 
uh like i'm very astute in terms of why i'm plugging that humor in over there is mostly to uh engage better and a lot of times Absolutely. i feel like we in you know men maybe or we could say indian men you can keep adding those classifiers so uh, how would you since you're speaking about a gender how does it work uh, between genders like do you think there's a different way around loosening up a group of men and then women right i mean too because humor works differently i mean there's a stereotypical so way when i was in gender? when i was in school there was a stereotypical way that you would make these dirty jokes when boys were together but yeah. i used to really like that i thought that was just really weird uh mm. of, of like below the below the belt kind of jokes and uh, yeah. stuff but what i meant in terms of gender is that men in general are very less communicative and indian men even more so mm. they will not express a lot of things and i feel one of the easier ways of expressing yourself is by kind of cracking a joke uh which is mm. then you know tastefully cracked uh and i'm almost making it sound like there is a science behind it but <laughs> i'm saying anything that you're doing consciously if you are more particular about it uh huh. it can be nice uh and, and you you can share like the uh, similar stuff on the women's side in terms of like how that probably works i think it also depends upon the sensibilities of people so uh, hmm. you know the same below the belt kind of a remark uh or something which is non acceptable in society if you say that with, if you if you try cracking a joke with like malice then it's like this tasteful but if you're trying to say the same thing uh in the right in your closer in your closer group of people and mm. other people are comfortable about it then it can yeah. be like received much better yeah so one's bond also has an impact on why you're doing it right. with respect to the group right and maybe is it even required exactly is it even required right but what about what what's your take on the gender part so um yeah i think the sub, uh, subject matter uh, during this process uh, has a role to play like you would not just crack it out of context right it has to like tie up if when it's a new group right. and if you're familiar with the group you just know the nuances of touching the right swaths and uh, connecting you know like and the liberties you can take with it right mm-hmm. and just maybe lifting elevating someone's mood Right. or um, maybe you yourself uh, you know putting down your bags at the end of the day maybe just engaging in a nice uh, con- i mean it could be a conversation starter also right absolutely uh, absolutely yeah yeah so we should definitely laugh more but mm-hmm. we learn we learn over time that ridiculing is no no good certain uh, one yep so um When you look at these examples of humor there's something like unbridled humor you know you're not controlling yourself i mean you you're almost uh, lashing out malice by right. laughing over others faults and weaknesses right. deliberately right? right right then there's explicit satire right. it's just like in a magazine you know charlie hebdo magazine on paris right. which received its own <laughs> Uh, drastic consequences uh, for ridiculing a, a religious, uh, you know, figure. Sentiment, more than that. Yeah, yes, sure. you Google that up. Uh, we would not want to get into details. Right. And um, then there's irony, 
where yes. usually we see the rich and the poor being compared on right. tv in politicians right and um, yeah the, i think it makes sense parts. to look at it most of the times to be uh, grounded i think irony is a very nice form of um, you know expression i think when when our essays are written and i i just love to read those sort of pieces right and sarcasm which you are the master of and would you also like to talk about dark humor i mean i'm not into dark humor and stuff like that but i know there's like absurdist comedy and stuff absurdist writing which are mostly yeah. trying to make like there are there are these authors who would write about like uh, like if you have read like metamorphosis uh, mm. that's like a human turning into a cockroach and stuff and there's a strange kind of dark humor or satire <laughs> in a very different manner on on like the reflections of the society and stuff so right that's like that's like an expression of that so do you think animal farm counts in dark humor probably i mean it's not dark in the sense of dark dark like that but yeah absolutely i mean it's 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 it's, uh, it's not plain jane uh comedy where where there's like stuff there's it's, it's like deep layered uh structure in that connotation yeah and uh and yeah i think uh, uh on on in terms of like this there's a phrase in stand up comedy also which is like Mm. punching up or punching down so if you okay. are punching up which basically means like you are cracking joke at someone who is powerful or someone who has a lot of privilege then right. that is much more acceptable because they don't have much to lose so if you are cracking so they are a minority joke, right no they are not a minority i mean let's not use the word minority over here what i'm trying to say is like if you want to crack a joke on a prime minister he's a powerful guy mm. so that joke is not right, right. like going to make him feel bad in the sense like it should not make him feel bad because he has all the resources mm. of the country the power etc and that should be absolutely fine so people in positions of power people in positions of privilege people in positions of supremacy uh mm. while the society might have very strong reservations in terms of oh they are such important people how can you crack jokes on them from a punching up point of view it's absolutely mm. fine but if you are say cracking jokes on like poor people uh poverty uh just hmm. hardly the case someone's inability to like you know get food on the table or someone's race uh, those are like punching down kind of jokes uh, yeah. or skin color and those kind of things should be hmm. like refrained from because that doesn't really add much value uh from the point of view of making anyone think it's very like shallow and superficial that kind of comedy so so that's that's one concept of punching up and punching down and the more you can mm. punch up uh it's better always because but it, it could be controversial as well anything anything and everything in life is controversial <laughs> so let's not get into that yeah But the idea is well, looking for your super- element of sarcasm what how you infuse it in your life and how people also like it i also pretty much use it in the same manner so where every time someone tries to make a scene look like too good i my sarcasm mostly comes into show the the fault that lies in your stars basically and there are faults which <laughs> lies in everyone's stars so adding no adding salt pinch of salt so there is no point there's no point in putting anyone on a particular pedestal and being like oh yeah so my sarcasm mostly is deeply rooted from that sense of Uh, mm. that the universe in general is pretty futile so let's not take like anything mm. too seriously and be like oh this person is like this and hence this makes sense and i'm like 
maybe not beyond the point nothing makes sense yeah that's that's where my sarcasm comes from a lot of times yeah maybe like um, how how does it feel like though on the other side to be receiving it most of the times you've been a uh been and will, will always be receiver. A, a spectator <laughs> receiver victim of it so initially it used to really uh, i mean being a sensitive soul it used to prick then yeah. now it just maybe pinches and <laughs> it's just like a, a a gel you know that you're applying when you come in contact with the person and you're sort of immune to it so um yeah i think some little some sort of exposure on that front was helpful um, good because um i think being a writer just uh, that element helps because right. having the same type of people you know who who wants to be in a similar set of uh social interactions and then you just move into a new place and you're completely uh, lost right so uh, having variety is a spice of life fair enough huh. <laughs> so they think that uh, serious people don't know humor like yeah don't be too serious but yeah. why is there a notion that they don't know humor they yes. haven't interacted or read about different styles of humor and can't they think beyond their box of references right. is it important to have humor in every passing minute of one's life why is humor a dilemma of many in terms of like understanding its right and wrong implications Okay. This is so something you, like what debating. Yeah, I mean, you made a lot of points over here. You want to go over them like one by one. Like what's your take? Yeah. So, do you think serious people don't know humor? I think everyone knows humor. It's just that uh, a how much they accept it publicly. Like, will they laugh at it when everyone else is, or will they appreciate it? Is one. And then the other thing is like most of the times you will think like a teacher is very serious mm. or this politician is very serious. but uh, they are very okay in terms of you know jokes being cracked upon them and stuff so someone's exterior can be extremely uh, you know forbidden kind of an exterior but deep within they might have a funny bone and yeah the way they express it could also be like not like all the time cracking a joke so they could come across as very serious mm. but in a intimate setting they could probably loosen up and you know say that one witty remark mm. and stuff and i know some people personally like that who you have to be very watchful because they're very silent and they will not speak a lot but when they do uh one when they do in the sense like again it's not like they will loosen up later and then speak a lot i would really recommend you to watch i mean our listeners to watch uh, brooklyn 99 for so that sort of yeah. uh, personality okay. as the chief uh, right. who i mean who plays hard to you know be conversed with right but can also have a greatest nicest retort right yeah i mean it's a great show i've seen <laughs> yeah and many people have that sort of exterior like maybe it could be a principal You know, it like, could also be a, a requirement of the society that if you are in a position of, like, say, a principal, you can't be like they can, huh. like, so you just have to look serious, act serious. Huh. But maybe personally, you just are a nice person, and you want like you like having fun, and humor is a part of. I this. think it's a, so. This is image could be associated with a lot of people in power or maybe importance, yeah. like a father yeah. in the house, grandfather. Yeah, in the house. yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. So I think people should definitely read, see more um, from their. I mean, you know, usual life instances, so that they will learn right. more. And right. um, do you think humor should be part of every passing minute? 
I mean, just like how beauty is in the eye of the beholder, similarly, uh, uh, humor is there to be seen. So you know, there, there's a funny thing in every, like the most strangest mm. of things can be funny. Mm. Uh, so death can be funny. <laughs> uh, you know, people like so that's why comedy. Like if you see a comedy movie, you will see the most gravest of things, like people's hands getting cut, legs getting cut, mm. uh, people falling from buildings, and that can be funny. Uh, if if i present it like that, right? like, like like a dog jumping out of a window and then just falling to its death mm-hmm. while he's chasing a chasing a ball or something i mean that's mm-hmm. a very morbid thing also at the same time it can be really funny so mm-hmm. uh or the fact that say for example mm-hmm. uh, you were working really hard to make money so that you could do something like you know you could build like a a house mm-hmm. and then that like you never realize that the house was of glass and then someone threw a rock at it oh, and then the whole house like crumbled to pieces now that's funny right like in a sense like uh, i'm just saying the narratives can be anything and if you just present it from a a, a layer of humor then yeah uh, yeah the gravest of things have potential to be there whether it whether it is there or not that's like your personal take but uh, Hmm. Uh, it's like so there's like sort of nature. individuals what what i'm coming at is there are individuals who cannot live without making it an uh, making it an explicit deal that you have to be humorous like every part yeah i think that is again, boring. like any yeah that's just like, like how extreme. boring you cannot even take a joke or things that are just normal phrases can be just become a joke if someone does not like it so i don't know why yeah. there's a cover up on <laughs> conversations and this element of just poking someone with it all the time Yeah that's going to be very annoying. It is, right? Yeah, I mean again, see any extreme is like annoying. So if someone is just trying to be like playing a fool all the time, that's not fun either. Hmm. I mean, sensibility is like one cause we kind of live for. So humor with sensibility is a must have. Right. Okay. And since we are lot into um humor with our literature and then we also delved in it in psychology so our good old days uh, with that you know so it took us through interpretations of emotions and also reading facial signs through like the psychology tests i uh, looked up to so there's something like a fake uh, reading a fake smile to even a hearty laughter you remember those cards right had those images and right. we had to show it to our subject mm. and we sure know how we went and restrict our feelings in different situations right? right so but some are known to look the same be it day or night summer or winter or even in luxury or poverty okay so do you want to like do you have a take on how we kind of uh, went through our um maybe the textbook uh no i mean uh, theories of interpretation of you know like Uh, okay so humor is just it can it cannot translate into a real smile so it's a fake smile where the person is just trying to please you hmm. and someone actually genuinely connects and you realize that person is has a hearty laughter right so yeah so i think anything that is fake is like annoying right so if there's like yeah. a fake humor or fake laughter just so that you know sometimes people pass like some really strange comments and then they just say hmm. like मैं तो ऐसी बोल रहा था 
that was that's so not throw a fake to... smile like i made a point hope you were hurt and main to fir aise hi bol raha tha yeah yeah so that's like that's like really stupid uh and it's not just stupid because uh, you think like oh by by saying that oh i was just trying to crack a joke hmm. you get off the hook and you're also kind of ridiculing my intelligence of telling me that oh you think i was being serious but i was just trying to be like funny about it so then uh, i'm like no i can see through the whole thing so please don't yeah. do this and i think it uh, takes an entire adulthood to figure this out because as kids we are generally sensitive and everything spoken to us uh, yeah seems like we can't face that right yeah is hurtful absolutely yeah agree with you on that and uh, but but there are some people who look the same every time in all weathers what what do you think about those in terms of like how do they behave with like you like, see like I, as a kid i remember i would say mummy she's so weird yeah i mean why does she behave like this why doesn't she smile yeah i mean given any situation whether it's a birthday party to a regular day in that person's house yeah that person would just yeah. have maybe the same face yeah but that's uh, more like, i feel that's more like a, a way they roll right like that's like a, their their uh, outward personality kind of a exterior yeah that's the more like the exterior in terms of uh, their demeanor and the way they behave so yeah mm-hmm. like they could be sitting for someone's uh, 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 you know death burial also or they could be someone sitting at someone's birthday party and they would still be <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, but from a humor point of view what i would feel is like uh, uh yeah like there are like I I don't know how to like attach the two things together but that's like just for me that's like an exterior part of a person but mm. like yeah sure that's that's just the way they deal with everything. Uh Hmm. Like some places are no no go places because you don't know if that person's really up for the connection. That person looks the same like a mask. Yeah. For 365 days. So yeah, some some of the things that people think is like funny in India but other places I don't think that's funny at all it's extremely offensive it's like <laughs> trying to crack jokes about like people's weight uh yeah people and to themselves saying like are you too moody lagri and be like smiling about it it's like what's so funny about it like it's a physiological attribute so hmm. you know that or hmm. people like uh, mostly like fish like these things like physiological things like people Uh, putting on weight, people turning yeah. fair or dark skin, or people losing hair, or uh, uh, any other kinds of like you know someone having visibility challenges or listening challenges, people is mm-hmm. like, usko and being funny around it. I'm like that's not really being funny at all. Yeah. So I yeah. remember this very particular instance from the psychology class where you know we are we are told not to use the word mad for. in a general conversation right. also right the mad has a very serious uh, it's a very serious uh, condition you know and you can't use it in a general okay. conversation so only maybe when you go to such technical sessions you understand that even real yeah. time vocab is not fit uh, yeah uh, right but again then i mean that's like you will never be living in your classroom so in the if in the bigger sense of the word world if that word is like doesn't mm-hmm. have such a strong connotation then i again i'm not mm-hmm. a big subscriber of like either extremes so when people say like no do not use this this means like, like if you say retard you are actually exactly like that used to be in your vocab retarded yeah. so how we filter our words like retarded people and stuff and i'm like no man look at the context i'm i'm saying retard to a non retard person so the context is more important than anything else so it's not like i'm going to a retard and saying retard 
I'm saying retard to a normal person, and that should be fine. I mean, I, I still subscribe to that school of thought. So it all okay. depends upon what context. Yeah, are. but in in, in medical say, terms, they have more serious. Uh, yeah, more but serious. I but uh, but I'm not in a medical class right now. Then when I'm saying it, I'm not giving a medical examination. Neither is there mm-hmm. a medical super supervision happening. <laughs> there. I'm not representing Indian Medical Association. So. Yeah, but in terms of description, context. maybe we can filter out more words so that we uh, subscribe to a more positive association with people because then our words are carried. forward i mean into different conversations with different people so so i'm saying that's what i'm saying like see if you're with a black person if you don't want to crack crack black jokes i feel like that's kind of fine but uh, uh, uh sorry mm-hmm. other way around like if you're with white people and if you don't want to crack black jokes that's fine but between black people they can crack black they jokes, can yeah exactly fine. so i'm saying it all depends upon the context they don't the context is very important way. yes yeah. yes so, yeah yeah Yeah, and I also yeah. want to take this example of you know Batman and the sarcastic Joker. So why mm. do you think it is it is the way we see it, the serious Batman and the sarcastic Joker, by their appearance and mannerism? But you have you seen it? Have you seen the movie Joker by what Queen Phoenix? No, but I just want to like discuss the characters where because that character is kind of detailed and very nice. I would urge you to watch that movie. It actually okay. shows that why is this. Why is this human who is troubled and not looked after by society starts smiling in a in a very weird kind of a manner? <laughs> just like a little like because every time when he is serious and he's trying to ask for help, no one takes him seriously, and then he just just like loses it a little bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit, until he starts smiling on the most stupidest thing and trying trying to deal with life. Mm. Uh, because everyone else is like making fun of him, so then he just starts making fun of himself and the and everyone else around. Mm. And, but 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 by also doing some very uh, heinous crimes and stuff. Exactly. So maybe he's not taken seriously, and that's how he proves his worth by. Got it. More by than more than seriously, everyone else is laughing at him. So he's like, oh, I'm the Joker. Okay, like that. Like, oh, you think I'm funny? Oh, you wanna like punch down on me all the time because mm. I don't have money because I don't have things in the world. Mm. Uh, so he starts laughing, but then he makes everyone else cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think Jokers are. Can look very um, scary, you know. Even <laughs> they're supposed yeah. to be humorous in a circus, but outside right. they could be yeah. totally different individuals. And that that's also true for like dolls and some of these things, you know. Like if you've seen some of these movies, Child's Annabelle. Play, uh, Annabelle, yeah. So, uh, anything which is like <laughs> okay, Annabelle is not. I mean, Annabelle is scary, but she's not funny. Like, oh, what a funny doll! I would not. No, not funny like that. But she's supposed to be like nice, docile, whatever those kind of things. And then all of a sudden, she's just like, I'm gonna kill you. Beautiful yet scary. Yeah, <laughs> that's another dimension. Correct. And Batman is like, is he's in for a cause, so he's always serious. Yeah, and... he's just like, he's just like, I'm the protector. I'm gonna save everyone. So yeah, if he if he like tries cracking jokes, then people will be like. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so it's an interesting uh, dynamic there. Right. And. Um, Lastly, I want to conclude saying uh, these things uh, which apply to certain sets of society, like there are decile women, and uh, they have every right to laugh loudly whenever right. they want. Sure. Uh, because then, you know, and, and then and then the society will judge them. I mean, why do we have to restrict our emotions? I mean, we do uh, uh, sense where what is needed and what uh, amount. 
right but i think when one is genuine and one should be as as many times as possible right. should be able to express um expression is um extremely vital to one's of life course. of course so laughing loudly is uh, is a good thing i mean it's good for your body right uh, and your and your face muscles and oh. to the hard workers there's a nice yeah. idiom which says uh, that you do all the hard work and have the last laugh right let's 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 try for that sure absolutely what do, uh, what is your final word here i mean i think i think yeah i mean i think i've survived through some of the some of the most darkest periods of my life not that i've had very major dark periods hmm. but by uh mostly like more than like uh laughing at the situation more by by like laughing at myself and being like mm-hmm. uh it's okay one day at a time you know stick by it in used humor mostly like that we used it to kind mm-hmm. of made a lot of friends or at least like open conversations and i think you started off asking me where does it come from hereditary or something like that and i think our grandmother was like a, <laughs> a, a, a great person in terms of where i think i have imbibed some of her traits and personalities in terms of opening up and socializing mm-hmm. with people uh, but that's also been like a uh a discovery for myself because that's only after the teens probably uh, a later part of my teens not even the teens i think actually the 20s and beyond is when that i've done that and uh, yeah i think for a lot of people it is a defense mechanism where they feel like you know someone else is going to make a joke on me so i'll rather make a joke on myself and then you realize that oh you have an ability to make people you know happy and laugh and stuff yeah uh, and yeah i mean sarcasm also helps because that also comes from a different place so a bunch of these things come together and they make a package so yeah i'm a package you are a real funny bone to be with so thank you for sharing that with us on your thank cute laughter thank you thank you thank you for tolerating me thank i think taru mama also had like a little impact on you of course yeah, yeah yeah the way yeah 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 there's a lot of stuff which i picked from him so i pick whichever like not just in humor but like in other things also i'm i'm pretty much i think everyone is pretty much an amalgamation of all their experiences mm. and uh, so if i find funny people and if i can be like like i mean i have uh, george as like a really funny guy okay we met in college so pick yeah let's let's him. definitely like put those names out whoever does yeah. the shout out Yeah, I think I already did. Let it come more organically. Don't want to make it a, a conscious effort. I'm not making yeah. a speech over here. But uh, yeah, these are some of the people whom I think are funny and uh, fun. They're fun more than funny. And funny is for other people to kind of figure out, but they're fun. And, and exactly. Yeah. Great. Okay. So let's land on a note of gratitude. Sure. Um, we are grateful about. Um, you know 2020 being an enriching experience you know to take ahead in 2021 mm-hmm. okay. the most important thing that it gave birth to a podcast uh, we cannot uh, ever abandon this feeling mm-hmm. so the struggle yes. as real as happiness although we struggled mm-hmm. in 2020 sure absolutely i mean um, in addition to the podcast we just started up as like a web more as an idea thanks to you we've been like i think Very soon we'll complete like almost ten episodes of it. Uh, the other, yeah. <laughs> uh, the What's other big thing, thing is, is like uh, there's been some major life changes that's going to happen. They were supposed to happen in the beginning yes. part of uh, 2020, but mm. it happened for some odd reason. Uh, 
covid and stuff and then now they're finally mm-hmm. happening so a little too early to speak more in detail about it let's do it in in our following podcast yeah we'll do that probably in the following podcast so until <laughs> then uh, stay tuned keep listening and sana you want to tell in yeah. to our users so if you have um, liked any of this and would like to add more please write to us at us at uh, hello.sixyearsaside@gmail.com thank you so much for listening bye thank you bye